Hey, America, start, start listening, listening now. now. Gets better every time, y'all. <laughs> Love it. Okay, this is preview show number three. With Sam's mom, the lovely Ellen Ross. Uh, we're going to be on our best behavior for Sam's mom. So uh, everyone, get your curse words out of your systems now. Derek, roll the music while we swear for 10 seconds straight. <laughs> And welcome to another heavily censored episode of 12 Points from America, a Eurovision Song Contest podcast from America, the country that's a f- I'm Eric. I'm Derek. I'm Samantha. And I'm Danny. Yeah, we did it. We uh, we made it through that first part, everyone. Well, well done. I, I'm tired. Uh, Sam, socials? Do we, just, yeah, let's, do we just do the socials? Let's just let's do, do the, the socials. socials. It's all yeah. good. You know yeah, where to find it. We can do it this. We can do it this week. <laughs> yeah, for once. Uh, yeah, you can find us on social media at 12PointsUSA on either Facebook or Twitter, 12PointsFromAmerica at gmail.com if you'd like to email us directly. You can also find us on Instagram, 12PointsFromAmerica. Uh, you can find us on Redbubble if you'd like to purchase some merchandise or brand spanking new, we have our Patreon. If if you would like to literally give us money on a monthly basis uh, for the price of a very nice cup of espresso per month or multiple espressos, if you so choose, you too can, can be a friend of the show and support us on Patreon. That is completely optional. Our normal content is not going anywhere. However, if you do subscribe to our Patreon, you may have access to a bunch of other brands spanking new content uh, that is exclusive to all the people who literally pay us money. So thanks in yeah. advance for that. Yeah, you can own, and this is true, uh, your own complete set of 12 Points from America trading cards directly from Tops, the baseball card company, because you can have them do things like that. And I did. So uh, so yeah, get your 12 Points uh, cards with all of the cool stats. Find out which one of us has the highest batting average, uh, wins above replacement, and uh, and all that. So Spoiler alert, it's Danny's cat. Good girl, Minda. Good girl. Yeah. That's hard. Uh, she's actually a boxer. She's like a bantamweight. She's got the title. Aww. Anyway, we mentioned before who our very special guest is this week. And I know that uh, because I can't necessarily give my own opinions this year, I wanted to bring on a litany of trusted and, and beloved individuals to take my spot. And who do I beloved and trust more than my own mother? So I figure, you know, that's got to stand for something. So anyway, hi, mom. Hi, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing all right. Okay. I'm, I'm I'm nervous as hell, actually. I, I don't know why, but uh, I feel Me like, too. oh, no, you're good. You're good. So I have a feeling I know the answer to the story, but if you could share with me a little bit about your Eurovision origin story. Well, it's yours. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Which honestly, I, it's kind of similar to Derek, Danny, and, and Eric's. I guess at this point, I'm That's kind of right. just a kind of a virus, aren't I? Yep. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't put it that way. But yeah, you know, I'm a mom. I like to pay attention to what my kids are interested in. And you sort of got into this Eurovision thing and you sort of said, hey, listen to this or listen to that. And I'm going to Germany. So <laughs> I, thought I might want to listen a little more. And um, yeah, we've been we've been sort of comparing notes since then. And I listened to most of the podcasts and I listen to the songs and I give my opinions and I turn off a lot of the songs halfway through. <laughs> and, uh, but I've watched every Eurovision with you so far. Thank you. Hey. I, I do have to give credit where credit is due. Before I started my, my first 
foray into Eurovision blogging. I basically was talking your ear off so much about it, and I didn't really have much of an outlet that you basically just broke down one day and said, Sam, just start your own blog, even if nobody reads it. I think it was just to have me stopping, you know, filling your brain up with all of this stuff, even though I know you begrudgingly kind of accepted it. But if it weren't for you telling me to put my thoughts, not necessarily on paper, but at least onto the internet, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now. So not to get all mushy and stuff, but I am very grateful to to, to what you did, even though you didn't even think of it was going to lead to me schlepping my butt to Azerbaijan in 2012. But yeah, I couldn't do what I do without without you. So Aww, thank you for that. Mm. So changed. I know. I mean, yeah, two episodes ago, <laughs> we were we were dishing the dirt with the drag queen. And now I'm getting all mushy and like very special episode of a Saturday morning, you know, special. And that's uh, our show, everyone. Uh, anyway, so what have been some of your favorite Eurovision songs or moments since you've been watching? Oh, well, you know, my favorite's got to be Lordy Hallelujah. Really? <laughs> I'm lying through my teeth are you no. kidding <laughs> <laughs> i was really hopeful for a second there no, i'm sorry sweetie it's not happening uh, no, that's all right i, I understand um, oh we know you we know you dress up as mr lordy on the weekends no. i've seen i've seen i've seen the outfit in your closet you know i haven't Very seen convincing yeah i haven't seen mr lordy and ellen in the same place <laughs> That's true. Are, are you Mr. Lordy? No. Happily, um, that was before I really started watching the program. I see. I because see. I might well, have cut him off right at that point and said, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> but um, I have favorites. Probably my favorite is uh, Salvador Sobral. Uh, and lovely choice. And probably Duncan Lawrence with, with uh, Arcade. And one of my least favorites was Running Scared. Well, yes, you and many others. Right. <laughs> like mother, like daughter. Yeah, I think uh, Sam was not the only one not expecting to go to Baku in 2012. <laughs> I, it it kind of got to the point where, you know, at the time, that was my first year working with ESC Insight. And we kind of came to the agreement that whenever I appeared on the website, I would reassure my mom, just saying, hi, mom, I'm still alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, and, you and made that a thing. Yep. Yep still kind of is i i also just we're not necessarily talking about this specific song in uh in today's show but i do have to say that i was at your house in in, in florida just a few few weeks ago at this point when the latvian song was selected uh eat your salad and um i had to come up i i had to to, to justify whether i should discuss this latvian song with my mother or not but i was cracking up enough that I had to literally have a discussion with my mother about eating veggies and So Latvia, thanks for that. We do have a very open relationship. We don't do. But yeah, not so much. So so for folks to kind of get a little bit more of a sense of who you are and what kind of music you're into, what, what kind of stuff do you listen to outside of the contest? And for you, what do you gravitate towards musically? Like what do you hear and makes you say, yeah, that's a good song or I like that? Um, okay, again, I'm a child of the 60s and 70s and 80s. So favorite album is Tapestry, Carol King, 1971. There you go. That's, so yeah. that's that's where I am. Um, more contemporary, I love Adele. Um, I like I like a lot. I, I will say I'm not a hard rock, ACDC, I never was kind of person. I like a lot of different music, but I like something with a hook. I like a ballad. I like something that is just not just noise. And 
So there's a, there's a lot of like, there's a lot I like, uh, you know, I will, I may have to listen to something more than once to get it, but I still will gravitate back to my oldies. <laughs> and you do have a bit of a background in, in performance in theater. It is something that you have, you have studied in the past. I remember being, you know, regaled with, with tales of you doing Fiddler on the Roof in, in local theater. So I know that for, for you, yeah, I, I always associate like a narrative with with stuff that you like as well. Like I, like, like I like Broadway. Um, I was a voice major for a short time, and even with this speaking voice, I am a high soprano singing voice. I know. And I was a, I was a deep shame to the family when I came out as an alto. I know. Yeah, that was a that was a real problem, Sam. Sorry. But we let you stay anyway. Uh, this is great. The two of you should just keep talking. <laughs> like we don't need to. We, like like yeah, we got some songs, Malta, uh, Finn, or Ireland, uh, whatever. Okay. Meanwhile, back to uh, back to Sam and, and Sam's mom. Let's go, <laughs> Ellen. Um, yes. Yeah. So I think I think with me actually the contradiction is again I have a very high soprano voice. Um, probably my voice is probably more toward opera, but I hate opera. <laughs> so, I could never really sing the songs I really liked, you know, the more pop Broadway kind of stuff. Um, but I do sing now um, in a local local group, even though we've sort of been shut down for the last two years. Yeah. Why? And why? <laughs> <laughs> Budget cuts. Well, Sorry. <laughs> okay. Well, a lot of times we go to sing at senior citizens' places. So, oh. you know, 15, 20 women come in with no mess and singing in their faces just wasn't going to work. Perhaps oh. not. Yeah, that's a good, that's a fair point. But I still, I still like it. I, dad really can't listen to a song in the radio without me humming in the background. So, which is why he normally listens to ACDC. And <laughs> not when I'm around. Uh, all right. So how about we jump into the six songs that we have on tonight's roster? Just to kind of go through them super quickly. We've got Ireland, Iceland, France, Bulgaria, and Sweden. But we will start off with Malta, with Emma Muscat's I Am What I Am. Believe it or not, it is not an ode to Popeye. It is the Maltese entry for this year. Derek, why don't we, why don't we hear a little clip of that? This is not master plan. I'm gonna take a stand. Take it. Right, so that is Malta's song, I Am What I Am by Emma Muscat. So we now have a full running order, so we know that that will be performing in the sixth position in semifinal two. You know, I joke about Malta and Popeye, but seriously, like one of their biggest tourist attractions is literally just the set of the Popeye movie from Robin Williams. Like they just never took it down and now it's a theme park. Aww. Like it, they're, they're obsessed with Popeye. They, they are so proud of it. Anyway, That's Emma. Sorry, go on. I was not uh, safe. You'd think it would have fallen apart by now. <laughs> it's, it's Popeye himself just holding it up in the back. It is what it is. <laughs> Hey. There you go. There you go. So Emma appeared as a contestant on a singing competition in Italy called Amici di Maria di Filippi back in 2018. And she's had a sustained career over there as a model and singer ever since. She actually won the Maltese national final with a different song called Out of Sight. But after the song was selected, it was changed. So some people are kind of miffed about that, but others are like, eh, Malta's done that before, most recently in 2016. So who wants to kick it off 
and give their thoughts on Malta. Actually, Sam, before we get to the review portion, mm -hmm. I just have a quick question. What, do we know why it was changed? Or is this I, just something Malta does? I think they kind of just reevaluated their chances with the song and thought, oh, maybe we'll be more competitive if we swap things out. Okay. Is it true the song was written for Anna Bergendahl by her fiance? I'm not sure. Melfest, it, and then it, it, it wouldn't surprise me. Because I know That's her fiance, awkward. he's a backup singer, or she's a backing singer on the song, and her fiance is a co-writer. And I saw somebody on Facebook had mentioned that. Oh, yeah, it was written for her, but she ended up, it ended up getting rejected or something okay i'll go i was gonna throw it to you if you didn't take it anyway go for it ellen um, i actually listened to the first song and i like this one better i like the the one they the i um i am what i am better I think it has a theme. It has, you know, it's got a, a meaning. It has a little country sound to it. Um, I like the depth in her voice. I just, I just think it's a clear, nice song with a focus. All right. So, was there something that you saw in "I Am What I Am" that you didn't necessarily see that much in "Out of Sight" or "Out of Sight"? Just didn't catch me. This one, "I Am What I Am," just. I, I wanted to keep listening to it. Okay. Whereas I didn't with the first one. So you see this is an upgrade then? Definitely. All right. I, I agree that it's an up an upgrade. Uh, out of sight really just kind of felt bland to me. That being said, I am what I am. Is it's it's definitely a very competently and well put together pop song. But I can't think of much else to say about it beyond that. It it just kind of is there. It's it's pleasant and. I don't know how far I see this going, to, to, to be honest. It's just kind of, it's straightforward. It feels just a bit middle of the road and not especially I think, interesting. Yeah, uh, I think I can enunciate maybe what the issue is that, that both of you are feeling. This song is kind of, it's kind of a cliche of what, people think would work best at Eurovision. It seems to kind of be focus tested to be very positive, very much about uplift and self-love. I just think it's weird that they uh, decided to title it after what the burning bush says its name is. Uh, so that's <laughs> that's always nice. I don't think Yahweh is going to be on on her side, though. Uh, it's 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 just it's it's uh, this is the kind of song that I, I don't know. It's it's it has a, a lovely sentiment behind it and good production. It's 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 musically a fine song, but it is also uh, I think committing of the cardinal sin of Eurovision, which is that it's kind of cookie cutter. It does feel a bit safe, doesn't it? It's sort of there's there's nothing there's nothing particularly Emma Muscat about about this song. It sort of seems like the kind of song that could have been assigned to any competent singer. Mm -hmm. Derek, what say you? I think this is another example of a, I think she's a talented singer, but I think she's being saddled with a mediocre song. Like, I don't think she's bad necessarily, but I can tell she's not, she doesn't feel invested in it. When I see her performing, in the, at least in the video, it just kind of seems like she's smiling to the camera and looking pretty and, and sounding good. It's It feels a little overly simplistic. And I, I kind of suspected when I first heard it, like, was this supposed to be a junior song? It feels uh, like it would fit yeah. in more with junior that kind of more straightforward positivity there's like really no nuance to it there's no uh metaphor it's kind of like this is what it is which is fine but you know something a little bit more sophisticated for the contest i think would be nice i think that's fair it's not a sophisticated song it's not it's not complex i think the staging will be interesting to see if they can elevate it at all i agree with all of you it's just a straightforward song but again, staging will be interesting to see if they can. I just it. don't. I just don't think there's a lot they can do to elevate this. Even the music video is kind of a cliche of of very happy poppy. <laughs> you know, it's just a bunch of you know 
old person, an elementary school kid, and like a bunch of people wearing whatever they want, and we're all just having the time of our lives. Like it really is kind of it is kind of Eurovision corn. I think I'm I'm kind of curious to hear what she sounds like live because I notice in the video as it gets towards the end, the backing vocalists kind of overtake her a bit, and I don't think she's as strong in that regard. And I'm a little worried that if she gets washed away like that, it's not gonna not gonna work as well. Yeah, and in a in a recent contest, you know. 2022, much like 2021, backing vocals will be permitted to be pre-recorded. So a lot of the balance might hang in the balance. I, I, I kind of touched a little bit on running order that, like I said, we do have a full running order. The EVU did announce that uh, at time of recording. Malta, like I said, is going to be performed sixth in the second semifinal, sandwiched in between Georgia's Circus Mercus and San Marino's Achille Lauro. Any, any oh thoughts? on that Oreo cookie. More more generally, I, the the run from about three to about eight in semi two is really wild. <laughs> and I, I I think it could potentially produce a total of zero qualifiers. It's wow. it's it's uh just just that one section is just really crazy. Like there, there's nothing in there that's anything at all like a, a potential favorite or, or or dark horse or anything like that. I I, I don't want to call it like the the dregs of of the show or anything like that because because for all we know something could come out of this with cool staging and and, and be kind of a surprise. I will go ahead and say I think Circus Mercus could be exactly that. Uh, we're not talking about. That that today but but as it looks right now it is just a really weird and possibly rough patch of songs in the first half of the second semi i think a couple of those are pretty safe oh yeah you said three to eight i think finland and israel are opening that show and those are pretty wild too i think anybody tuning in for semi two is going to be like what is happening oh, yeah i i forgot israel yeah, uh, pretend I said two through eight. <laughs> uh, I I think Finland will be fine, but but uh, yeah, it's that is such a weird run, and I'm I'm curious to see how much we get out of it, if if anything. I think Azerbaijan will make it if mm. he can do it live. I've heard him live, and he's a little iffy, but mm. well, I guess we'll see. Yeah, well, Azerbaijan, we will discuss on another show. But are we ready to roll on to our second song of the episode? Yeah, check the date. All right, yeah. let's move on. Hopping from one island nation to another, we check out Ireland with Brooke and That's Rich. Uh, she is performing in the second semifinal as well in the 10th position. Let's hear a little clip of that. Always putting me down. Well, I got news for you. You say I'm using you now. Hey, stupid, that's rich. Okay, so that is That's Rich by Brooke, representing Ireland in semi-final two. So this was Ireland's first return to a national final since 2015. Uh, despite their fantastic uh, record of seven wins altogether, they haven't made it into the final since 2018, which was actually their first qualification since a dry spell that started after the 2013 contest. So their fortunes have not been super super great as of late brooke in her own right is from the city of or the town of bellahy in northern ireland which i now know thanks to a little bit of wikipedia snooping is uh, was the home of nobel prize winner seamus heaney for all you beowulf stands out there you're uh, gonna so say of niels bohr <laughs> like, sam no <laughs> she was the third place on the voice the uk back in 2020 as a member of team megan trainer jury is out if she is in fact all about some measure of base all right who's going to start this one off okay i guess i'm it again 
to me, I get a mean girl on this one. I just that's I just looked at it and I went, mean girl, don't like her. Oh. Um, <laughs> now you heard it here first. Brooke is one of the plastics. Okay. That's right. But I did go back and listen I did listen to the voice audition. I thought she was much better in the voice audition. I thought her voice had a lot more dimension. I thought she just sounded great. This again, mean girl. I didn't like I didn't think there was a really good hook in it. I didn't like it. Sorry. I'm going to let you in on a secret, Mom. I'm pretty sure Brooke doesn't listen. <laughs> That's what you think. If we get an interview with her at the contest, though, I'll definitely do this play I for her. There. Ah, crap. I, I want to hear what I want to hear what I want to play for you, Brooke, before we get started. <laughs> <laughs> Which will help. Derek, Derek, I want you to go earlier than later on this one. I, 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 I want to hear I want to hear what, what coals you're going to rake her over. Oh, man. I, I want to start off by saying I actually kind of appreciate the fact that we have all these sad breakup songs this year oh this one's feisty this one's spicy it's finally moving into the anger stage of grief and it's it's so like sass and just it's it's got that toy energy where she's ready to throw down and i i actually kind of appreciate that i do have the same problem with this as i have with malta i think it's a little over simplistic i think it's it, like musically like ellen said i just don't think it's doing anything really innovative and it kind of falls flat for me i keep waiting for the song to take off and it just sort of doesn't i i'm hoping she can pull it off live but watch i watched the national finals for this and i was just kind of like this one i don't know they Ireland has come last in their last two semifinals and it was kind of a fluke that they qualified. I mean, I'm glad they did, but man, I don't think anyone expected them to qualify in 2018. And that was, that was a good song. They've had other good songs in struggle. 2018. Was that the, was that the together? Together. Yeah. Together till we die. That one. Yeah. Yeah. My Alanis Morissette. Yeah. Um, I have to, sorry. What, what else can I add? Um, it's not great. It's not terrible. Uh, what is slightly annoying to me about this song uh, is the way that she's selling that 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 trait that I have brought up before that is called tood and which uh, just sort of gets under my skin. I think uh, there's a, a persona of being, you know, like the, the feisty ex-girlfriend who don't, you know, who, the independent woman who don't need no man, that kind of thing. Um, but it's just kind of striking as very, um, it's very teenage. It's a, it's a very kind of immature song. Um, and I'm not sold by the kind of hyper-modern, I don't know, Olivia Rodrigo adjacent middle eight that we have there. Would that be Not, O uh, apostrophe Livia in this case? Yeah. Ah, oh, yes, Olivia Rodriguez. Yeah. Uh, I, I. I'm I'm not I don't love I don't love Derek. but I don't hate it it's not Norway so <laughs> got that going for it Eric you're you're being suspiciously quiet over in your corner here well poop I'm muted not anymore I unmuted and then I said poop anyway I like it okay. Uh, <laughs> I like the tood. I think it works. I, I, I think in, in a contest where there is so much mid tempo, I, I think it's I think it has a chance to stand out. It, if like the live vocals are awful or the staging is dumb or something like that, and we know that Ireland can do those things, uh, I think I think this has a shot to make it to Saturday. And, and I feel like if you're Ireland, that's that's the goal, right? <laughs> Is just get on two shows, get on TV twice. That's it. And and yeah, I, I yeah, it's it's sassy. Uh, it is kind of mean girlish. I think that's that's a fair assessment. But I think in this field of songs, it's pretty unique in that regard. And 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 I think that works in its favor. And I think it's a fun little song. But Sam and I don't like mean girls. I am not allowed to give my opinion either one way or the other. 
wait, Mean Girls the movie or Mean Girls the in con general, the concept oh. in general? Ooh, I think we found a loophole here. Sam isn't allowed to voice her opinion, but, but Ellen is allowed to voice Sam's opinion. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna. So with that I, in mind, let. Oh. Am I gonna have to tell my therapist of how my mother got me fired from? <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Your mom won't let you. <laughs> I won't. I, I'm kind of curious about the staging on this one because I feel like Ireland has been fairly ambitious with some of their staging, and even the last couple of years, I don't. I don't think it was a complete failure. It was certainly ambitious. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like mm -hmm. maps, yeah. I thought was really cool. It was such an ambitious project to take all that on. And it didn't work, unfortunately. But man, it it just like, it was kind of inspiring to see it and think, wow, this is what they can do. These are the ideas they're coming up with. They might be able to pull it off. Who knows? They, I mean, they're spending the money on it. They're putting the effort in. So, Any other comments on that, Rich, before we move on to song number three for the night? I just want to request that uh, Patrick O'Sullivan, which, oh my God, is the most Irish name imaginable. I wish, I wish he had won the national final just so we can say Ireland sent a guy named Patrick O'Sullivan. Because, oh my God. God. Anyway, I need him to release One Night, One Kiss, One Promise on iTunes and, and so forth, because it's really good and I want to listen to it more. Anyway, that's all. That is fair. That was a good song. I really like that. Yeah. All right. One song up in the alphabeticals and one song down on our rosters. Uh, that would be Iceland with Sister, not Sisters, but actual Sisters. Uh, getting flashbacks. I know. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. There's no punctuation in the middle of this one. Sister with Medhakendi Sol, or with the rising sun in my abysmal Icelandic, in the 14th position in semifinal one. Let's hear a snippet of that. Right, that is Methakandi Sol with the Rising Sun by Sister in semifinal one for Iceland. Uh, so a trio of actual sisters, Sigridur, Elizabeth, and Elin, or uh, Siga, Betta, and Elin, Eidor's daughter, coming from a musical family. They've been performing together in one combination or another since at least 2011, but probably since, you know, childhood, really. Uh, they even made it to Glastonbury in 2016. Whether they're on, like, the big stage or one of those little stages or just hanging out completely caked in mud, I'm not exactly sure. I wasn't there. I was going to say, they had a tent. They had a tent. <laughs> These seem just, like tent people. Yeah, just, just chilling around. Somebody's holding a bongo. Yeah, it's all good. The song was written by singer-songwriter Lovisa Elizabeth Sig Sigrunadotter, who also goes by the much more pronounceable name Lelo. It's a very prolific <laughs> performer in her own right. It's very courteous. <laughs> Thank you, Lovisa. Anyway, sister. What do you think about the Icelandic sisters? PSA again. Three sisters singing together does not make it the same as Heim. This is just the... Uh, Repeating what I said a few episodes ago, you can't just do that. Uh, so I really like Icelandic Heim. Uh... <laughs> I'm detecting subtle notes of Heim. Uh, I, uh... Swirling, swirling this around in your glass. Mm, a whiff of Heim. I'm not going to be like a huge evangelist of this song. I'm not going to. I'm not going to pretend like it has a real great shot at winning. But I appreciate this song a lot. Um, this is a really finely done song. Uh, they sing incredibly well together as if they have been playing as a group for 20 years it it really works this is this is uh just as good as you can get some some old world folk who is it uh, sandwiched between in the running order all right so 14th spot in semi-final one they are immediately after 
Austria with Halo, mm-hmm. and immediately oh before Greece with Die Together. So they are going to benefit, I can say, only benefit from that juxtaposition because this song is chill and is a is a huge change of pace from a lot of what the rest of the contest is this year. There's a kind of sense of, um, of very, very sincere i'm not gonna say like gravitas but i don't know you you take one listen to this song and you get the sense that there's a lot of uh artistic truth that there's some integrity to to what's going on here this doesn't feel cookie cutter at all this really feels like these this is a this is a real song being sung from their hearts uh, it's a shame that it is not uh, a techno banger like austria and so it won't have a, a serious shot at getting top five uh, but i really hope this goes through to the final i hope it does you know what if, if somebody if somebody put disco sir hot on the map you know you can never count anything out I, I I agree. I, I hope that it uh, that it does make the final. I am going to disagree with Danny that its place in the running order benefits it. I think they got screwed. It, go, going between uh, Greece, which is probably one of the favorites, and Austria, which is going to be a televote star for sure, I, I think this is a rough position for them. And, and then uh, <laughs> Norway right after uh, not right after Greece, by the way. Oh God. Uh, yeah. So no, I, I I think this has real potential to get lost in the shuffle in that semifinal and i think that's a real shame because i think it's this is really good i wish there was more stuff like this at eurovision because we just we we just don't see it a lot cutting off ellen here go ahead i loved it. it i listened to it two or three times i thought the harmonies were just gorgeous they are so tight together but i agree that it's going to get lost. I wish it wouldn't, but I think it will get lost. And it's a very relaxing song. As I said, it's it's just it's just beautiful. But is it beautiful enough for Eurovision to come up to the top? I'm not sure. The juries and the televote both have surprised us in the past. We usually have at least one one surprise every semifinal. So let's hope that this is one of them. That's true. Yeah, this this could go a lot of ways. I think. I just worry the spot it got in the running order. It is just it's rough. It's it's gonna be tough. But if you know if if it's performed as well as we can expect it to be, and there's something memorable about it visually, you know, something that when they go to that recap that that will say hey don't forget about iceland i know that there was just a bunch of and then after that there was there was the girl that's gonna die and then and then the wolves but don't forget about don't forget about iceland but that maybe you know if there's a call to action there i it probably could do very well i just if i have to make a prediction like right now i don't think it does just because they got i said it they got screwed yeah i I hope i'm wrong i got i think they got screwed do you think people will be a little disappointed that Iceland sent uh, Hatari and then they sent two years of Dari Freyer and then they gave us this? You think people will be I, a little disappointed? <laughs> not necessarily. Honestly, I was going to, this is something I can say. Something that I love about this is the fact that Iceland does not, you do not get the same thing out of Iceland multiple years in a row. Just think about the last couple, I mean, we had Svala with paper, followed yeah. by Ari, so so our choice of so this big ballad, followed immediately by Hatari. And then two years of Dadi, and now folk harmonies. Like, you never get cookie cutter when it comes to Iceland. And that is something I do really, really appreciate about Song of the That national Ellen, final is always just very, very diverse. Ellen, how did you feel about Hatari? I don't remember. Hatari Munsigra. Uh, leather, mallets, spikes. Bondage, guys. Bondage. Yeah, do you oh. remember the Icelandic oh, people wearing yeah. leather who no. were talking about the victories of fascism? No. You have to remember. 
I'm older than you. And, and, and oh. Sammy will remember this, that that her dad and, and my husband have this theory that we only get a certain size ice flow within a certain amount of penguins. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> and if you put something else on the ice flow, one of the penguins has to get off. And that definitely wasn't going to take room on the iceberg. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You see, I was worried that, you know, the heat of that song was going to sear one of the ice, one of the penguins into the iceberg and just somehow melt it in there somewhere. No, I just, I just forget a lot of these songs after, I mean, you guys memorize them year after year. I don't, but I don't have to. That is true. All right, Derek, I feel like we haven't gotten your, your take on, on Iceland yet, have we? And you're, you're stroking no. your chin there. So I think this is one of those songs that I, I do think it's placement in the running order is going to hurt it. But at the same time, it reminds me in what it's doing a lot of love is on my side from last year mm. and it's a lot more mature we kind of talked about kind of more immature sounding music before this is definitely an adult song it feels very sophisticated it's very introspective lyrically it's very beautiful look up the translations it's very like focused on nature it's got these wonderful harmonies i think it's the kind of song that it might struggle to qualify but if i think it makes it to the final it might actually do better there than it would in the semis and maybe it would benefit from a different placement or just kind of having more room to breathe and not like just in or out i feel like some years we have songs that do exceptionally well or just barely squeak through in the semis and then it just wildly changes when they get to the final for whatever reason and i'm hoping that if this one can squeak through i think it'll find a place on saturday what's your opinion on you know a song like this not being sung in english and and being in the spot that it's in does that take away from it even more as far as the vote is concerned well i mean if you look at the the last year's results in the fact that four out of the top five songs were not in English. I'm not as as beholden to the idea that you have to be in English to really succeed as you used to. You know, a couple of years ago, that would have been a very, very different case. But I think ever since, I think you can almost turn to the success of Salvador Sobral mm -hmm. and a lot more countries really delving into national language. And we'll talk about this a little bit more with our next song as well. The fact that I feel like countries are realizing that you don't have to be in English in order for your message to really be understood as long as you are portraying the message well. Yeah, I just thought with this being a, a niche song and again, a little different and, you know, as you said, might have a little difficulty coming out of the semis, would, do you think that might've made a difference? Just an opinion, just a question. I feel like it, it feels more genuine to them if they sing in their own language. Oh, I agree. It's beautiful. So mm. I think if they translated it, it would lose something. And we've seen that a lot too. If I'm not mistaken, I think this was the one of the only songs served to the national final in Iceland that didn't have an English version to it. I think most of the other songs did have a secondary English version. I think this was the only... Let me quadruple check that, but I'm almost positive that this is the only song in that national final that only came in an Icelandic version. Um let me and the Icelandic that. finals one yeah, where everything it, is in Icelandic, right? In the in the semifinals, it's purely Icelandic. And then in the finals, okay. you can decide, you know, whichever version we play, it'll be the version that we send to the to the big international show. And I'm looking okay. at this and yeah, Myth How Can They Sold only came in Icelandic and there was no English version. Why bother? Well, when you when you have a belief in your product, you have a belief in your product. I think it's kind of remarkable. Lalo is actually fairly young uh, as an artist and working with the three sisters. It's it's kind of surprising to see them put something together like this. It's really impressive. This is a song I would listen to again. Or maybe seek out even more of their back catalog. Right, exactly. Shall we move on to our next song? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. 
All right. So switching gears stylistically completely, and yet keeping a theme running, is another song not in English and not even in the primary language of its nation. Representing France, we have Alvar Nahez with Fulen, or Spark, an automatic qualifier. Let's hear a clip. All right, so that is Alba Nanaez with Fulen, or Spark, the first Eurovision song performed in Breton since 1996 with Dana Braz and L'Héritage de Celt with Duana Bugale. Uh, this was a decisive winner at the French national final, taking both the jury and the televote win. Uh, just so you know, Alvan is the guy, Ahez is the three-part uh, feminine trio that are performing with them. This is all completely in Breton, a language that has closer ties linguistically to Welsh and Irish and Cornish than it does to any of the Romance languages. Um, so yeah, it's getting its uh, getting its day in the sun at the Eurovision final. So who wants to take first crack at it? I'll take it. This song is great. It's fantastic. I love it. I Every single year, I sing my endless odes to whatever Eurovision offers up in the way of a, a, a paean to the, uh, to the elder gods, to the dear gods, to the gods of the forest who must take over the world, apparently. Um, this is exactly my speed. I love this. This is one of my top five. Looking at my mother's expression, I feel like there is a... Yeah, I think we have a difference in taste, Ellen. <laughs> yeah, I want to hear this. Ellen, take this. Yeah, not so much. Um, again, it, again, it's just opinion. It's dark. It's mystical. Again, you like that. I don't, um, the voices are good. The harmonies are good. Some interesting elements in it. I don't love songs that start with an ethnic kind of entry to get you going. I, I know he's making a face at me now, but that's why I'm here too. Um, <laughs> I can appreciate it. The other thing, I did look at the video of the live on it, and it didn't sound as good as the video. So I think staging is going to be really interesting on that. Um, I don't think the girls were as tight as on the video, obviously. So I think that could make a difference on it as well. That's my exact concern with it. I, I yeah, I like it in studio a lot more than I like it live. I thought the, the national final was was honestly a bit rough. And but oh man, it slaps, you know, and, and they will have had a few months to kind of put this together, focus on this one song. I, I'm not not super worried, but I, I think, yeah, it, uh, this has potential to just be kind of a of a hot mess in on a on a Saturday night. Uh, you know, everyone loves a good anyway. The the uh, yeah, it's it is so cool and so unique. It makes me wish Tara was here also. Uh, I'm not over that, but uh, <sighs> Yeah, it's really cool. Great. Really, really cool song in my playlist. And, and yeah, I, I, I worry a bit about the about the live performance for sure. That's yeah, a shame. This is a never skip for me. Whenever this comes on, I, I always wallow in this one. Derek? Happy wallowing. <laughs> uh, I just don't know what to make of this one. Come like, to I, the mom side, Derek. Come to I, the mom side. I'm not, I'm not on Ellen's side. I, <laughs> I don't think it quite works. I like Tara a lot and I like what they're doing, but it just maybe because I've listened to the live one mostly and I, I'm just not sure it's working. And it's such a cool concept and I'd love to see this work. 
but every time and then it, it ends kind of abruptly I, I just know every time that the song wraps up and just like whoa that's it and that's not a feeling you want to have when a song ends uh true so i mean that could also mean like oh i wish there was more which is good just saying thanks milton burl uh, <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> that reference uh, though i know right leave them wanting more that's the thing i mean france has been doing some interesting things lately yeah tom lieb tom yeah lieb. very interesting point of we, interest tom lieb i mean to go from tom lieb to barbara Ravi, i think was a, a miracle yeah, that's, we've already talked about imminent glow-ups and that was one <laughs> i got I, I think Italy's gotten a prize. I think France is due. I think they have some really good music, really good. The way they really value the culture and their identity, I think is really helpful. You know, their music is just so unique and so interesting. And this is no exception, but I don't know. I don't think people are going to be as on board for this. Any other comments before we roll on to the next? Yeah, Derek is wrong. Okay. (laughs) So much of this is going to depend on staging and live performance. Like I can it see could, this crashing and burning so hard. It absolutely could, which is I, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Hope, hopefully not, but but yeah, it yeah. it could be it could be a disaster. I will it say potential. I, I will say, you know, I, I know that, that y'all are, are still mourning for the loss of Terra. And mom, I'm not, I'm, I, I know that you don't get quite into the national final stuff as deeply as a lot of other folks do. Terra was a song by a group called Tanchegueras, which was a runner up in the Spanish national final that was very much in this style, that sort of ethno-folk modernized, uh, but it was in Galician, primarily in Galician. So again, a minority language within the country. I'm almost happy. I mean, I'm not happy that Terra isn't here, yeah. but- at the same time, I'm like, I'm happy that Terra and Fulen aren't going head to head because one would absolutely pale next to the other in the eyes of some, and then the other would pale in the eyes in, in of others. But they would constantly, they would not be able to escape the constant comparisons and they wouldn't be able to shine in their own right. So whatever my opinion of the song is, I'm really happy that they're not they're not right together. Fair it has enough. To, yeah, it's, the comparisons are left to the nerds like us. Yeah. All right, shall we move on to song number five for the evening? All right. Ah, here's an interesting one. Bulgaria with Intelligent Music Project. Intention, the seventh position in semifinal one. Let's hear a snippet of that one. That is Intention from Bulgaria's Intelligent Music Project, the first song released for the 2022 Eurovision, all the way back in late November, even though the founder of the group kind of spilled the beans about the song or about the the, ar- the artist back in September of this year. So we've had this group sort of floating around for quite a while. Notable members of Intelligent Music Project include Stoyan Yankolov, who co-represented Bulgaria in 2007 and 2013. And also Chilean-born Ronnie Romero, who has performed vocals with a number of metal and prog rock acts around the world. So, IMP's intention, Imp. <sighs> we should start with Derek. Yeah. Uh, oh my god. I don't know what to say about this, guys. Just... I'm always in the safety zone! <laughs> That's what like you want to see your song just... about, is the safety zone. I know. It worked for Blanche. Wait, hang on. <laughs> it's where it you have to any logins. changing Wait. your oil. feels so old school, but it feels old school in a way like this is the... The song off the Scorpions album that didn't get <laughs> as a single. These guys have been around for a while and they've had a number of members come and go. I think they have like 10 former members that have cycled through and a lot of them have worked with all these different artists. 
from like Stevie Wonder and Phil Collins, I think I noticed were a couple of names mentioned. I'm like, wow, there should be so much like influence and feedback and evolution of this music. And it just, it feels very rooted in this old school rock that, I mean, it's, it's well-intentioned and it's, you know, positive. Hey. It doesn't, it doesn't lean into like Sad kind of the thing. Yeah, I know. It just doesn't work. It, it, God, it just doesn't go as hard as it needs to. And, and that's, that's why I like it. Oh, oh no. You had no. to. I'm gonna uh, for you, didn't I? Sam, we should have Ellen on more shows. This is. <laughs> You're regular. First of all, totally agree with what Derek said. It comes off classic, it comes off old, but I liked it. Um, his voice, to me, sounded a little like meatloaf light. Somewhere like a, a small meatball. A small meatball, yes. Oh, we're calling it a meatball now. That's settled. Um, you know, again, I'm, I'm not, I don't really love rock. But this, to me, was light enough that I could enjoy it and listen to it. There were a lot of harmonies, though, that to Derek's point. And I was trying to come up with the songs that it related to because I'd hear little tiny pieces of harmonies that sounded like something else hmm. that I that I recognized. So what you're saying is that, that a lot of the band members were in some of these older groups. Now that makes perfect sense. So kind of liked it. I don't know if it's going to go anywhere, but I didn't hate it. Yeah, definitely, to your point, I, I feel like there definitely is a demographic for this. Old. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> dad I mean, rock. But... It's dad rock. Dad rock like, is the kind of thing. Like, this is definitely something dad would <laughs> cut jeans, baggy olive green polos, uh, and just the mustiest, dustiest, uncared for vinyls uh, in the room behind the garage. That's that's what this song reminds me. For the record, I do not believe my dad has a record player at this point, and I don't think I've ever seen a poem. A po- no, a polo. no green polo. polo. Am I, am I gonna have... on your Zune. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to belabor the point. I feel like I've hinted at my opinion of this song. <laughs> he in, loves in it. Episode, in episodes past, um, I think this is... Um, the equivalent of when you heat up a Swanson Hungry Man dinner and then some of it is left over. So you have to put that in the fridge. And so then you have to re-microwave that food for when you're hungry. And then the meal is so, so unsatisfying. And is it is already a Xerox of a Xerox. It is, this song is so derivative. It's so dated in the worst way. And, and I will say it has an extreme camp factor because they are so serious about it. They are so serious about this completely tasteless dad rock. It is a thing to behold. Uh, it's this is a museum piece. Uh, it, I'm flabbergasted whenever I listen to this song. And people spend a lot of money to get into those museums nowadays. They sure do. <laughs> listen, my parents still always see Steely Dan when they come to the Minnesota State Fair. So you know, woof. Not anymore. One of them died. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you know, in Napoleon Dynamite, where I'm Uncle with Rico you, throw the football a mile. And he spent the rest of his adult life just trying to vicariously relive that moment. Yeah. That's kind of what this feels like. Only they were in a ballad of the bands, or ballad, battle of the bands in 1984. And they're they're sticking with that. That's their title. Melbourne can take it away from them. So, so yeah. you're saying that they're wild stallions? 
I wish this was Wild Stallions. So Derek made the point that there's an audience for this, and I agree. The problem is that audience absolutely does not watch Eurovision. Right, the, the, <laughs> the, the Venn diagram of people who will like this song, sorry, Ellen, and, and, and people who who maybe not even like this song, but like like this kind of music. And then the the people who who watch Eurovision, those circles are in different areas. Like it's it's just there's not a yes, there is an audience for this. And and to be quite honest. For that audience, I think it's executed quite well. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not very high on it, but, but if for this sort of thing, they're, they're pretty good at it. It's just that there is, there is nothing here for the Eurovision audience whatsoever. Like who's, who is going to vote for this? I, I just, I, 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 I don't see it. I, I don't see it at all. Also, whoever's running their Twitter account now, calm down. You picking fights or what's going on? No, they're just very earnest. They're very, very earnest. They're, they, they, they believe in themselves, and you know what? That's that's fine. I, I just, I, I worry. It, it, retweet anything saying anything positive about the song, and I, I worry that they don't realize how many of those accounts are making fun of them, um, which is which is too bad. But yeah, it, it's it's. It is a song that does what it does really well. It is. It's just and this is not the thing, this is not the that, place. That thing that it does is so uncool. I thought you were gonna <laughs> say suck for a second. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've decided to actually have a, a vocabulary this week. Oh, ooh, look at you! Uh, it does suck though. <laughs> Such a good <laughs> area after the last few years. Well, there's been a change in in management, right? Mm. Yes, there has been. There has been. Uh, okay. Yeah. These are the not. These are not the same button pushers, decision makers that brought us things like Bones and Beautiful Men. This is, is a, a different a different crew. That is a true fact. The broadcaster is the same, but yeah, a lot of the folks behind it have have changed and have have turned over. So yeah. Uh, all right. Have we all vented and and released the demons about about Bulgaria? Are we are we all feeling any better? Are we holding anything back in? Not gonna cause any mm. ulcer. Shall we roll on to the last song of the night? All right. Wrapping up our sextet of songs for this episode is Sweden's Cornelia Jacobs with "Hold Me Closer," performing penultimately in semifinal two. Let's hear a snippet. Because tomorrow will hurt, hurt. That is Hold Me Closer by Cornelia Jacobs representing Sweden. Now, the song won the Melody Festival and jury vote, but only came in second in the public vote. A little bit of information about Cornelia Jacobs. She auditioned for Swedish Idol back in 2008 when she was just a wee bairn, but she was turned down at the audition level, including by a gentleman named Anders Baga, who actually beat her in the public vote at Melody Festival of this year, and who she ended up beating altogether. She had previously appeared at Melody to Festival in 2011 and 2012 as a member of the pop group Love Generation, but this was her first time performing as a solo artist. Now, Sweden has won Eurovision six times. Could Cornelia potentially be the act to get Sweden to tie Ireland's record of seven? We should start with Ellen. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's another breakup song, so 
That was my first thing on it. I mm -hmm. did a lot of listening to this. I listened to this. I listened to it acoustically. I listened to some of her other stuff because I wasn't sure I loved her voice. The more I listened to it, the more I liked her voice. I like the chorus on this much better than I like the verse. I think the verses sort of fall flat, but, but she does excel when it comes to the chorus. I'm not sure I like it. It could be, you know, another Sweden where it just blows everything out of the water. I'm not sure. I'm really mixed on this one. I think the staging is going to be interesting. It, if they put too much orchestration on it, I think it's going to lose something. I think her voice is better, a little more acoustical. So I don't know. I'm really, it could come in first. It could come in nowhere. I'm not sure. I appreciate her. I think her voice is very rich, but I'm really not sure on this one. Uh, I'm going to make a bold statement, I think. Uh, to answer Sam's question, can it be the seventh win? I think not only can it, I think it's going to. There's something about this one. You, you, you know that thing where where we talk about where you hear a song like an arcade or or something like that, and you think, oh, yeah, that's it. I, I think this has it. It's gorgeous. It's it's well performed. I, I I think we can assume we know what the staging is going to look like. Sweden rarely changes things up from from Melfest. It's going to be the the circle thing, and that was a tremendous performance. I cannot believe what was the what is the name of the guy that was in second, Sam? Andrzej. I cannot believe that got even close. He is is a very very well known and well loved singer or, or music producer so there's a there was a big narrative about him and honestly esc insight did a really really interesting profile on him and the song and why it had a shot so if you want more information on the whole dynamic with that check out esc insights article i, I will have to check that out because i thought that song was bad uh, like full-on bad i can't, and i couldn't believe it was a contest between that and this <laughs> I, I, I Sweden saved themselves on on this, or their juries saved them. Or, the juries, or, the juries yeah, saved. The, the juries saved Sweden from themselves. I guess is is what I should be saying. This is an absolutely beautiful song. It, there are there are a lot of breakup songs this year, a lot mm -hmm. of mid tempo songs, but I just think this is so much better than any of them. I mentioned the recaps earlier and the call to action. Make the recap of this the the best I ever had line going into the last chorus. It's over. Like like. Just do that. Show that. Show that to people while they're voting five times. People aren't going to be able to to resist. I I, I mean I, I think it could be. I realize we have three preview shows left, so maybe I shouldn't just be like, "That's it, we're done." But I I think it could very well between be between this and Ukraine, depending on how the vote for that call it the sympathy vote, whatever you want. It how the how it shakes up between those two. That's where I'm at with it. It it is a tremendous song, and I I think it's going to win. Derek, what about you? You're shaking your head. I took, just one, listen to this. I took one listen to this song and I knew for a fact Derek and I agree on so many things. Derek hates this. I of course I as soon as I, I listened don't... to it, I was like, this is this is Derek will never Derek will never stop hating this song. It's just the same thing. It's not doing anything new or different. Well, hang on a second. The same thing as what? Same thing as undo, for example. Ooh, undo that statement. Undo. Uh, undo, yes. Undo. undo my sad. Undo also, your Also, that clip Jesus. you think they should play that's going to win him over. This is the line, because tomorrow will hurt. Hurt really bad, because I'm about to lose the best I ever had. That's like middle school poetry right i was thinking maybe after the first part of that but but before the second okay for the record for the record we've also had lines during reprises like i'm not your toy you stupid boy so like that i don't think 
You know, you know, honestly, the, the fact that Derek doesn't like it makes me even more confident it's going to win. Oh, let me, be, let me be absolutely clear on this. I think this is going to win, too, because I don't like it. And every single review or person I hear talk about it puts this at their number one and they absolutely love it and they think it's the best thing ever. And to me, it's Dwayne Johnson. It's the same thing in every movie I've ever heard and I don't understand why people are going gaga about it. I don't think her voice is that good. I think it's okay. It has like this Mm. textured quality to it. But when she hits that big note, best I ever had, I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, don't do that. And, And it's like, I'm just like watching everyone freak out and say this is the winner. And I'm like, yeah, it probably is. This this is what people like, and I I am not on that wavelength. Remember when Derek was like, you know what song I hate? Dumb rock song by this dumb band called Monoskin. <laughs> yeah, you know what, Danny? Too. I do remember that. I remember that fairly well, <laughs> very vividly, less yeah, than a year ago. To, might have to find a clip. You but... think you're going to make me feel bad by pointing out the fact that I don't oh, like no. it? I didn't no, say that. No, I said I don't like no, it. No, I'm saying it's uncanny. Like it. It's uncanny that like <laughs> you, you can identify, oh yeah, this song has a great chance of winning. And also I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> like the, I mean, the only it's... thing, the only thing that's stopping this from winning, and I hate saying this, but it's the massive influx of solidarity with Ukraine. Right. I think if at and all in a vacuum, there wouldn't be any question. It'd be this or Italy, first and second. Uh, it could very well still be. Could still, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But I think to Derek's point, I think that's why I had to keep listening to it. There was something I liked about it, but there was something missing. So I had to keep going back and listening to different versions and listening to it, you know, multiple times before I go, okay, it could win. But as I said before, it could win because it's Eurovision, but it could also fall flat. So I'm sort of with Derek that, I'm not, I, it could go either way. It could be a Eurovision song winner. It's going to be my favorite song. No, I, I like Italy a lot better, but we're not talking about Italy tonight. And I mean, if, if, if that's the case for, for a lot of people who are watching this, who are only going to hear the song once, if, if it takes a few impressions to, to get there, that may not be good for it. Uh, that being said, I still think it's going to win. Danny, we haven't really delved into your, your brain matter on this one too deeply. I know Eric's not on tenterhooks because I've already sent Eric my, my, order how i have ranked the songs from this year shout out to jer bear by the way for his for his yeah. but there's something very special about this song i think even more special than like songs that have taken first or second in past years the the lyrics are incredibly simple i guess you can kind of drag it for being just almost a little dumb but for what it's worth, I think the story being told in this song is the clearest in the entire contest. And the the effect of this song with its very unabashed sweeping orchestrations is kind of like an unbelievably good act one curtain drawer of uh, a musical that doesn't exist. The character that she is presenting is so immediately apparent. There is something that is so quickly understandable. There are there are quick hooks to get into this song and the story with. I think that her vocal quality is just on the correct side of performative. 
I know you hated Ulrika, Norway's performer from of Attention uh, from back in 2020, the canceled contest. So I know that Derek and Sam do not usually have a, a taste for that kind of more theatrical or musical theater sort of storytelling performance. Uh, but for me, I think the way that her voice cracks when she hits those notes is i think it does favors for her in terms of expression if not for you know just objective beauty i think this song may suffer just because it's from sweden i i I can see the televote not going its way and just letting italy crush this out of the water i am not gonna say it's gonna win uh but it is my number one and i'm going to say uh It'll probably win the jury. Okay. I think this song is incredibly special. Can, can you believe, can we just take a moment <laughs> to acknowledge that Danny from 12 Points from America yes. put Sweden, Sweden ahead of the Czech Republic. Number one. Ooh. Yeah. Are you feeling all right? I put Sweden at number one. Are, are you Are you okay? Do you, do you need a hug? I did it. I did it. Should I don't we hold know. you closer? I, every time I every time I put it on, I can't I can't stop listening to it. This is one of those this is one of those songs where I, I, I get like 30 seconds into it and I go, no, 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 we gotta start it over. I didn't have the correct music video playing in my head. I did not have I did not have the the little the little people in my head interacting the way that they should be. I gotta start it over. <laughs> Interesting. So the song is slowly driving you insane, is what I'm hearing. No, it's great. It's, uh, okay. okay. This is uh this is uh <laughs> As if it weren't going to go ahead anyway. It's performing second to last in its semifinal. Like, it's getting the top three handed to it on a silver platter. Well, we shall see what happens when it comes to the qualification. And if it ends up in the final, where it's going to end up in the final in the running order with that. As we know, the halves of the final running order are drawn randomly with the actual details being uh, fleshed out by the powers that be and the producers. We'll see what happens with that. Quick notes. Oh. I was just going to say, if this draws first half, I mean, it's like 11 or something. Like it's, yeah, it's going to yeah. be in that pretty good spot right in the middle. And if it's yeah. second half, it's going to be like 24th or something. Yep. No question. It's it. Yeah. This is going to be given a good slot. There, there's no doubt about that. Uh, I was just going to note that if, if you were of the betting uh, variety of person, uh, <laughs> took a look at uh, the the betting odds you can do bets on top three finishing if you had to guess what are the what's the percentage for sweden to finish in the top three in the betting odds? pretty damn high is, is it 100 it is 41 percent what oh really yeah. yeah okay i'm gonna say right now i'm not a gambling person and i'm not giving you real gambling advice but if you're gonna put money on sweden do it now before the rehearsals and then it just jumps right up to the number one spot hmm. yeah. yeah i mean I, it, ukraine has been holding solid uh, uh, just based on, I mean, yeah, the we've talked about the song. I think that its its spot in the betting odds is ludicrously high. It's at thirty two percent to win, which is a huge number, especially in at the start of April. I think this is being held up by potentially uh, some some folks who are making those bets on sociopolitical stuff and don't necessarily even follow the contest especially closely. So so yeah, uh, Sweden is third in the betting odds right now. And uh, if, if, if you are of the betting type and you think Sweden is going to win, I think Derek's right. Uh, again, not real advice, uh, but... <laughs> <laughs> These are surprisingly low numbers, mm-hmm. I, I think. Which is kind of shocking, but I think 
and it's sad it's a bit cynical to say all these people are betting on ukraine just because we are a month away yet i think sweden yeah. usually gives us the best idea of what they're going to look like when at the show because nothing really changes the costuming the staging the music it's it's kind of this is the final product ready to go and we can take some comfort in that so but yeah once those rehearsals start we see them lined up against everyone else that number is going to change yep always does always always does all right so before we wrap up for the night everybody except for me, of course, go around and we will all talk about what is your favorite of the six songs that we've covered this evening and what is your least favorite of the six songs that we've covered. Just again, as a reminder, Malta, Ireland, Iceland, France, Bulgaria, and Sweden. Eric, let's start with you, just because you're in the uh, the upper left portion of my screen here, and that's convenient for me. All right. Favorite Sweden, least favorite Bulgaria. It wasn't. It's not an especially complicated choice this week. And then the rest are comfortably in the middle somewhere. Danny? Believe it or not, France and Sweden, very, very close. Sweden, my favorite. Uh, Bulgaria, my least favorite. Yeah. Darius? You're saying favorite, not best. Because if it was, say, best of the week, I'd say Sweden. Well, what's uh-huh. your favorite? What is your... Totally acknowledging that it's solid for what it's doing and people love it. Uh, personal favorite, though, Iceland. I think it's wonderful. Least favorite, I'm going to say Malta, unfortunately. All right, what it is. Yeah. Okay, favorite personally is Iceland. Again, not looking at that it's going to necessarily go anywhere, but of all of them, that's my favorite song. Least favorite, I know you're going to say something, but... Friend. Say it, say it. Oh. <laughs> Fine. You like what you oh, like, sorry. and don't what you don't? Yeah. All right. Well, Mom, I, I can't thank you enough for, for doing this. I know that you are longtime listener, first-time podcast appearer, honor of ed, uh, ever. So I, I really appreciate you trying, giving this a shot, and, and joining us for, for this episode. Yeah, this was, a, this was a delight. Thank you. It was fun. We'll have to have you on more often, if, if, you, know, if you want. What's your dad up to? <laughs> He's watching TV with the puppy. Oh, <sighs> We could have had a puppy on the show. We had a puppy. <laughs> No. We'll have to leave something for Patreon. What can I say? Fine. <laughs> well, again, everybody at home, let us know what you thought about this week's crop of songs. You can find us on the, you know, the normal places on Facebook or Twitter at 12pointsUSA. Just email us directly at 12pointsfromamerica at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram as well. Check us out on Patreon if you would like to to, to donate to our, our crazy little asylum that we've got going on here. What can I say? <laughs> We, we would love and appreciate any support that you'd like to give us uh, from, from as little as $3 a month or whatever the equivalent is in your local currency. Uh, again, completely optional, no pressure, 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 pressure. But, you know, we're in, our content isn't going anywhere, but every, every dollar or pound or euro that you donate will help us create more original content as well. So please consider it if you'd like to. Uh, everybody, this has been a little slice of heaven, but my computer's about to about to poop out on me, I think. You. I know, it's gross it's getting everywhere all right but shall we shall we reconvene or at least four of us reconvene next week with another another special guest yes oh yeah (laughs) mom again thank you so much for joining us i really appreciate it thank you it was fun all right love you mom all right all right and on that heartwarming note everybody i've been samantha i've been derek i've been eric and i've been danny in america Stop, stop, stop That was just this island earth, Eric. <laughs> you can't you can't pull this that over island earth. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.